Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. time that you should turn the music down or turn the music off ever 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 you know you've got your i'm i've just got to digress a minute i mean you've got your your ipad your tablets beeping at you you got your email beeping at you i mean social media everywhere right beep 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 you've got people talking all kinds of things you can't get anything done you cannot produce with so many people yelling at you. It's impossible. 
It is impossible to produce with so many people yelling. So what I'm learning is to turn that stuff off. I mean, close the email box, shut the phone down. Look, I've got to stay engaged with those things. I have to. I mean, I've got like 20-something private messages through Facebook that are all important that I haven't had. I've got to get to them. But you know what I'm learning? I cannot be productive unless I shut that stuff down and just tune back into it maybe a time or two a day and get it caught up. You can't get anything done. But music, music should never, ever be turned down or turned off. That's just my opinion. I love it. It it affects our state of mind, or at least it does mine. That was three doors down in the presence of the Lord. I, I love their version of that song. This is Travis here with Blog Talk Radio. And today's topic, the Jordan 7 Challenge and the Jordan Project. That's what we'll be talking about. And the Jordan 7 Challenge, we're going to talk about how you can lose body fat every hour of each day for seven days and beyond and do it healthfully. All right, so we have uh, we've purchased about two hours of time today. I don't know that we will use it all. And I know if I talk for two hours, I'll probably lose some people along the way here. I'm not that interesting. I really am. <laughs> but, no, I, I get it. you got things to do. But we do record these. So I'll be able to put it on iTunes and put it on our website so that it can be downloaded and folks can listen to it later. I think what we'll do here is really by the end of today have what we could even call an unorganized audio book by the time we get done with this uh, in the how this all came together and why we're doing this and so on and so forth. I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know that everyone will agree that it's interesting. That's why you should, if you don't enjoy everything we talk about today, hey, you can go to iTunes and download it. It'll be under the Shibboleth Lifestyle, I believe, podcast. <coughs> and you can download it. And then you can forward back and forth with, with that download and listen to the parts that make sense to you. Uh, I like to have fun on the uh, radio show. I like to enjoy my time with you here on the radio show. And I like to think that you're enjoying your time because if you're not, you can stop the broadcast, right? You can get away from it. Uh, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be here statically with you for an hour to two hours. And we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff. And I enjoy this time because, number one, you can't see my eye boogers. And you can't see the expressions on my face. I don't have to put on so much of a show uh, to the eye. I can just be myself, let my hair down, and enjoy. Uh, just kind of let it free flow. That's a good way to put it. Let it free flow this morning. I hope you'll do the same thing. Now, if you have any comments you have any questions, you te want to testify, you have a rant. I don't know why people have to send these long messages that takes me 15 minutes to read when they're ranting. I like the nice stuff. 
I, I guess I have something in common with Donald Trump after all. I like you to say nice stuff to me. I'll sit and read it. But sometimes I get these that are not so nice. Why not, instead of sending an email, why not call in? If you're respectful in your rant, you, you, you don't even have to give me your name. You can say, I'd like to plead the fifth and remain anonymous. Let everybody hear your rant. I would love for everybody to hear your rant. I'd love for everybody to hear you go off on me. And as long as you don't say wordy dirts, I'll take it. I've got broad shoulders. Just be ready for my comeback. <laughs> but do it here. People will find it very interesting. Okay? But, you know, call in. The number to call in for our guest, 917-889-9115. Now, I'll tell you right off, if you're a spammer or one of those loons, I'll just disconnect from you right away. We don't have a delay here on this internet radio show like they do on television or on maybe uh, the Joe Rogan or Rush Limbaugh show, okay? <laughs> All right, so lots to talk about. Before we get to talking, I got a message this morning from Cindy Walters over in Dalton, and she says to me, it starts the day out right. You love these kind of messages. And I'm going to talk about this for a few minutes, too. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I got a cold this morning. She says, looking forward to today's broadcast. Brittany, her daughter, is at home for spring break. Now, to give you folks some background on Brittany, Brittany is really into the clean eating stuff. We launched a program about a year ago, and we... Uh, abandoned ship pretty quick, and I'll explain why. Not because it wouldn't have worked, but a couple of reasons. But Brittany's into clean eating, and Brittany's home for spring break. She's actually done some of the recipes that are in the recipe library. She's really into clean eating. Now, Brittany, so you get it, <coughs> is extremely lean. This, this girl, last time I seen her anyway, young lady, bright future, head over in great shape. Her mom, Cindy, uh, has lost more than 170 pounds. And part of Cindy's why, her reason for losing that weight, uh, was her daughter, Brittany. Now, Cindy's done something that a lot of folks don't do. They all could do it. They choose not to do it. She lost the weight, and then it's like, I got no place to go from here. I want to keep going. And she wants to get into the clean eating somewhat. She says... She is excited to hear what you're talking about this morning because we have advertised we're talking about clean eating. You may or may not know that it was because of Shibboleth Naked that Brittany, that's what that program was called, that Brittany started seeing a career path and launched my family into the world of organic and chemical-free living. Awesome way to start the morning. So if Brittany's listening, we're glad that she's with us. It's encouraging because, you know, I've got to say this to you. Sometimes out here, there's so many people against you. I mean, it's not our program works. But there's people out there that will pick it apart. And the, the, the problem with that is you can pick anything, anything apart. You can take any good thing and pick it apart. You can throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? One of the things that gets picked on a lot in this program that I adore is that we approve of products that have 
aspartame in them, or we approve of products that have Splenda in them, and we approve of products that have soy in them. Now, Brittany, let me use her as an example. I may get in trouble for using her as an example. Brittany's never said, Travis, I'm against you. I'm not, I'm just using, I'm giving you an example. But I know from talking to her mom, Brittany is against those things being in foods and food products. She is against genetically modified foods. She is against soy. She is against uh, aspartame. And well, as she probably should be with the path that she's taking. Okay, so I get that, but she doesn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. She doesn't say the whole program's crap because they approve of a few products that I disagree with. When you're getting into this clean eating thing, you've got to be careful. I mean, it's like global warming to people. Look, let me tell you that. Let me talk to you about that so you can kind of get behind how I think about stuff like this. Global warming, I have no doubt, is a real problem. It's a real problem. All right? But we have bigger problems that are going to do us in before global warming. But yet, if you say something about that, that, hey, we need to deal with this problem first before we tackle that problem. And by the way, there are also, there's also credible science that it's not the problem that you can go back through history and see times that the planet's heated up like this and all that kind of stuff. And you can read the Bible and find that Mother Earth will take care of herself. But you, there's science that, hey, this has happened. Those polar ice caps melting, all this stuff. But my gosh, you can't even break through to people that have taken that on as purpose and religion. It's the same thing for clean eating. Now, thankfully... Brittany hasn't done that, so I'm not talking about her. I'm saying this young lady's respectful. She doesn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But you've got people out there that's picking our program apart because we approve. We don't all products we approve of don't have that in the in in those products. And the problem with most of those darn people, they're not Brittany. They're not lean and healthy. Most of those people have got a Cheeto in their mouth while they're fussing at me. Because something has some uh, splendor in it. It drives me up the wall. Look, if you're overweight, let's take care of that first. All right, let's take care of that. And then we can talk about it. We can debate it until high noon. Let's, let's deal with your weight issue first. Because if you like your Cheetos, or let me give you an example. If you like your Mountain Dew and you can't, give those Mountain Dews up for you to think that the sugar in that Mountain Dew is better for you than the aspartame in a diet Mountain Dew is erroneous thinking based upon the current problem that you have. You're overweight. You're overweight. You're significantly overweight, and you're going, statistically speaking, you're going to die a premature death if you don't get that weight off. Now, years and years and years and years and years, depending on what study you look at, if you go to uh, Snopes, you'll find that there's no credible evidence whatsoever that aspartame causes cancer or causes disease. None whatsoever. There's no credible evidence of that. None. It's an attack on a product from the sugar industry. It's molecularly close 
to sugar. And then they also tell you, they'll also say to you, while they're pumping insulin in you because you're a type 2 diabetic, I mean a type 1 diabetic or a type 2 diabetic, they'll also say, and it turns into vermaldehyde inside of you. No kidding. Do you know most of the time when you eat acidic foods or meat, it turns to vermaldehyde inside of you too. So give it up. It's getting old. You're throwing the baby out with the bathwater when people could be helped. But let's do this. Let's instead, let's let's put them on these medications, prescription medications. Instead of them having a, a, a Diet Mountain Dew that costs $1.50 or whatever they cost nowadays with some aspartame in it, not even enough to register. In other words, it's like peeing in the ocean. You know, it's like peeing. Now, look, I get if you are drinking so, nobody, hey, you don't want to pee in the bathtub, right? If somebody else is going to get in the bathwater, right? Think about it. Don't y'all love these analogies? You, you get, you know, if you're taking a bath with somebody, you wouldn't want to pee in the tub because that pee's going to get on them too, right? Because there ain't much water in the bathtub. But if you're in the ocean with somebody and they pee in the ocean, it don't bother you a bit, does it? Because it's negligible amounts. Well, there's negligible amounts of aspartame and Splenda in these diet drinks, but you have an attack, a full assault on those types of things, and everything that's bad about them is is expounded on instead of the benefits of them. It's very inexpensive to utilize aspartame or Splenda as a way to get your life back and rid yourself of type 2 diabetes and other health problems or to manage your insulin intake if, if you're a type 1 diabetic. I want you to think about for a minute the logic of what I'm saying. But there's a, an attack on these products from the sugar industry and from Big Pharma because they want you, even though getting rid of sugar and, and managing your sugar intake they want you to have to rely on a prescription medication instead. But nobody talking is nobody's talking about that. These clean eating fanatics are telling people that have a weight problem to give up everything but nuts, seeds, free roaming chickens, and organic stuff. And by the way, most of the time, and I'm gonna prove that today, organic just means cost more. I thought, Travis, I thought you said today we're talking about clean eating. We are. I'm going to get to it. I've got, I'm not against clean eating. I'm all for it. But I like to be reasonable. I don't want to pursue a path that the majority of people can't do. You know, you've got your CrossFit enthusiast that's going over there. I do CrossFit from time to time. They go over there and they're doing stuff that the majority of the population can not do, and then they are there. It's a religion to them to go by the paleo program. What paleo means ancient, old, another way, the old way of eating, you know, just meat, just meat, meat, and, and green vegetables, nuts, seeds, and berries. Okay, no bread, no this, no that. I love that pro, I think it's fantastic. But what happens when you're craving a Cheeto? What are you going to do? You don't know what to do. I'm going to talk about that today. I like more, I like to have a more balanced look at this and a, look at this in a more balanced approach. I like to help the most, because look, the people that 
want to do big shibboleth, they can do big shibboleth with all of the variety, and it will help them be healthier, help them manage their diabetes. There's prescription drugs that will help them manage it too, right? But look at the side effects. Just listen to the commercial. They have to spend as much time inside of that commercial, that time they purchased, to go over the near-death experience that you and I would have if we take their drug to manage our blood sugar. When simply combining macronutrients the right way and eliminating massive amounts of sugar and starch from our diet will heal us seemingly overnight. Seemingly overnight. I was on four prescription medications. I lost more than 100 pounds. <coughs> Excuse me. 44 pounds in six weeks. Over 100 pounds in six months. Come off four prescription medications. Never had to take the other four that I was prescribed and never took. I refused to go on depression medication. I refused to go on another blood pressure medication. I just refused it. <coughs> but I got my life back, thanks be to God. And I did it through proper food combining. But if you would have told me back then I couldn't have any more Coke or anything that tastes like a Coke, you told me that I couldn't have chips anymore i would have my head there's no way there's no way it would have happened certainly it did for for a few weeks because i was on fire and all i ate was approved peanut butter sandwiches and egg white omelets but after that first few weeks if you told me i can't have any of the stuff that i eat today i don't know that i could have went on lost the weight and kept it off i feel that way that 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 is the way most people are. This is a journey. You're going to change. You're going to evolve every step of the way. I look at Shibboleth like mixed martial arts. I'm a big fan. I, I've been watching mixed martial arts since uh, uh, the first UFC. Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock, Patrick Smith, all these different guys that... that Dan Severn in the second or maybe the third one. I've been watching that. I love MMA, and I've watched it evolve. And what happened in mixed martial arts, now I know we have a lot of ladies listening, and you're, you may not be into UFC, but I want you to glean something from what I'm about to say. I want you to, any guy or any lady who's a fan of UFC would get on here and tell you what I'm saying is true, Okay. So I want to make a point about what we do here and where we're headed. We have different phases of our program. When the UFC started, you had style against style. You had wrestling against a boxer. You had Muay Thai against um, Taekwondo. You had karate against ninjutsu. You had all these different styles, and they all thought their style was best. They thought their style was the bad, the baddest style on the planet, and they could whip anybody, anybody. So you had some big guys at like 500 pounds coming in there who were sumo wrestlers going up against a karate expert, and we will see which style is the best. Great concept. It's not that way today. Now it's called Mixed Martial Arts because of a man named Hoist Gracie. 
Hoist Gracie, 170 pounds, soaking wet, didn't look like much. You think, oh, the muscle-bound guy's about to kill him. No. Hoist Gracie could grapple. He would take them down, and he would submit them with a choke, with an arm bar. And everybody thought the first one's a fluke. The second one, he did the same thing, the third one. So people said, wow, maybe his style is the best style, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Then later on, Hoist started getting beat up. People were learning th- ways to counter jiu-jitsu. Now you have mixed martial arts. If you're not good at all of it, you're not going to win. You have to know when to employ boxing to soften your opponent and take them down. You have to know distance and range. You have to know a little bit of judo, how to throw, how to take down. You have to know once you get on the ground what to do, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So think about it. This is the same way. There's Mexican restaurants. There's Italian restaurants. There's recipe after recipe. I mean, I think we got uh, 10 different taco soup recipes. Everybody wants some. Somebody the other day, I may be using the wrong example, but somebody said, can you look at this recipe? And I said, well, that looks like taco soup. Here's the recipe. We have it in our database. Could have been a different recipe. But you'll get the point. And they said, I don't want that recipe. I want this recipe. Can you modify this recipe? I said, well, there's one just like it. And she said, I want this recipe. See, there's all these different scenarios that we are going to encounter on a day-to-day basis. Don't you want to know how to interact with every scenario? Because if all you know, if all you know is that you can have chicken breast and broccoli, you're screwed. You're not going to, if you have, unless you have, crazy, insane self-discipline. It's over. You can't be successful. You will not be successful because you don't know what to do. You don't know how to get through it. You don't, there, they, there's nothing here. They told me there would be healthy food and there's nothing here at the party but chicken wings. What are you going to do? If you know Shibola, Big Shibola, what I call Big Shibola, if you know Big Shibola, Guess what? You'll know what to do. You'll know what to do. And if you still mess up, you still have a holiday, guess what? Guess what happens? You know how to get right back on track the next day. You you know what to do in order to control your emotions and behavior and not feel like a failure. Learn big Shibboleth. You need to learn phase one Shibboleth before going any further. But I want to eat clean, Travis. I don't want any. Then find another program if you're not willing to learn Food Combinations 101. If you're not willing to do that, I feel like we'll be wasting your time. You need to get in to phase one. Watch the daily doses. Take the test. Pass the test and earn the badge. I want to lose weight. I know you want to lose weight. But you've got to learn some things, just like I had to learn some things. Master your basic food combinations, and then you can jump all the way to clean eating. But at least you have a background. Look, today maybe a bad analogy due to our demographic. I'm not sure. But today in the UFC, you don't have... 
you don't have to be the best at Brazilian Jiu. There's strikers that can win and do win often, but you can't win in the UFC without being proficient on the ground. It's the same way here. You must be proficient in phase one food combinations and be willing and able to go back to that when, as you're measuring your progress, you're not seeing the progress that you want to see. So before we get into clean eating, I wanted to throw that at you and get your mind around that, learn that. I'm Somebody say, I'm not into the badges. You don't have to be into the badges. I've, I've been told it's silly. I've been told it's juvenile. I'm going to talk about that today, too, because my wife really helped me with that last night. We we do that. Uh, it, it's just a way for you to measure. If you don't like badges, don't like it. doesn't matter. But still, you need to learn phase one, take the test, pass the test, earn the badge. Because those that earn the badge, they lose if we're looking at who logs in. That's the only way we can measure. I would say 80% of our people that sign up never log in. They go to Facebook and they just ask questions on Facebook. And the program's so powerful that it works for them for a while. Then they gain their weight back. Many of you know People who have done this for a little while gained their weight back. Had a lady last night private message me. We had to remove someone from our group. My wife wants this to be a safe place for women and for wives and for mothers. And she's intent on it being a safe place. And I'm her husband. So part of my job is to look after it. And when someone is, I've learned this about my wife. Her gut feelings are usually right. Mine sometimes are not. It takes longer. About people, I would say, about people. And she has told me and told me about an individual that needed to go. And I waited too long, I think. So recently I removed someone from the group. So I get a private message, somebody that he's went to and said, you know, you need to go heckle Travis. And she comes on there and says, I've, I, your program's done nothing for me. It's this person that's done everything for me. Then go to him and pay him. But what I'm saying are, is that this this uh, this person, all right, they they needed to go. They needed to be removed from the group because they were affecting the overall ability of the group to learn. We are here to learn together, to travel together. Everything that you learn is not going to be uh, for you. But that's when you need to learn to get rid of that. If you hear something here that you don't like, that doesn't sit well with you, or is not going to be part of your path, then get rid of that, but don't throw everything out until you hear so much that so much that goes against you and goes against your grain that then you have to cast this program to you, you've got to get rid of it. Okay, I I don't know if I'm making my point, but there will come a time if this isn't right for you, dump it. Just dump it. But don't, in the midst of a group trying to learn, 
don't get in there, don't engage with with the program and pick on one part of the program that you don't like over and over and over. Let's focus on the good parts. If it's all bad, why are you here? Why would you want to be here? People criticize and criticize to the point that it takes away from everybody. Look at your political races right now. Take a look at those political races that are going on. The polls swing wildly based on attack ads that are crazy. I mean, every one of them are having. They've got attack ads at each, and they they. And I'm like, that attack ad's gonna hurt that person, and it helps them in the polls. It blows my mind. It's like we are a society that wants to be critical of everything. Take politics. There's John Kasich. There's a lot I like about him. I focus on that. Take Trump. A lot I like about him. I focus on that. Take uh, Rubio. A lot. Some that I like about him. I focus on. Focus on the good in people. Whether it even be Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, who I'm not for. I'm not voting for. But at the same time, we we look for the bad. We do that with everything nowadays. Before I take a short break and we get into the clean eating program, I'll tell you, my my wise wife, we were talking. And, you know, I I had a revelation last night. Yesterday was not the best day. Maybe, Maybe you can relate to this. For me, I had a great day, but normally it wouldn't have been a great day. I don't know what happened yesterday. I guess there had been people that had been building up some frustration towards me and boy they they decided it was time to let me hear about it all of them on the same day and it was okay it was all right some of them I seen their point didn't mean I agreed with it but I seen their point others didn't see their point at all but yesterday was the day and I tend to focus on that I tend to focus on what went south and and then I'll go home and I'll say, well, oh, so-and-so, he said this and he said that, and I'm so mad. What's wrong with people? Oh, and that girl, she did this and did that. What's wrong with people? I And I exaggerate. Let me be let me be honest. I exaggerate the truth of what happened. We're, we all do that. We all embellish. Now, if you do it knowingly, you're manipulative. If you do it unknowingly, it's just something you've got to work on. I can unknowingly embellish a situation. If something is negative, I can unknowingly embellish it because it hurt my feelings. Right? But if somebody says something good to me or about me, I go, well, that was nice, and I move on. Why don't we do things the opposite? Why don't we, if we want to change our lives then we have to do the opposite of that. Yesterday, I bet I had 30 to 40 contacts through social media and email that told me things that were so good about me that I didn't deserve it. It was, in fact, it was embarrassing. I felt I wanted to say, I used to would have said, no, 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 not me. And the Lord stopped me of that, and got. And now I say, because I, I receive, everybody's a part of the body of Christ. 
So when somebody, we're all one. We're all one body. So when someone's bragging on me, saying good things about me, instead of going, no, no, I'm not all that, that forces them to then say, oh, yeah, yeah, and then it gets annoying to them because you're just going, oh, no, 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 just give God the credit, give God the glory. You know, that's what we tend to do. For me, hey, it may be right for you to still do that. For me, not right anymore because God showed me if Jesus came to you and said, you're this and you're that, would you just go on and on? No, no, you don't know, you don't know. No. I'd bow my unworthy head and say, thank you, Jesus, thank you. So you know what I do now when people brag on me? I go, thank you, thank you so much. You made my day. That was Jesus Christ that told me that. That was Jesus. Thank you. So if you ever brag on me, and I go, thank you, I appreciate that. You made my day. Don't think, well, he's an arrogant son of a gun. I didn't really mean it. I'm looking at you like you're Jesus, and you mean what you say. That's a more success-oriented mindset. You can't be successful when every time somebody's trying to bless you, you put them down. You can't do it. So I told Sasha, I said, look at all these people. They just love me. They absolutely love me. And I didn't, she was laughing at me because she knows that's not my nature. And I said, you know, instead of embellishing the bad from now on, because it's never as bad as it sounds after I listen back to what I just said. He's hurting people in this world. They're not mad at me because of anything I've done. They're mad at themselves, and they're looking for someone to hang that on. But when people are positive, and you, you, why not embellish that? Man, look at all these people. They love the program. That makes you want to get up and do more for them, not less. That's how you have to interact with people and with life. You've got to embellish the good. And you have to minimize the bad. I want Those of you that are struggling in that area of your life, some of you don't. Some of you naturally always look for the positive. I, I want you to, if you've been look, naturally embellishing the negative, I want you to naturally embellish the positive and minimize the negative. Your life will change. Mine is, and I know yours will too. All right, when, we're, when we get back, we're getting started with the Jordan 7 Challenge, why we've changed from Shibboleth Naked to the Jordan 7. We will be going over the Jordan 7 meal plan today, how you can lose body fat every hour and lose it healthfully, okay? So we'll be right back.
was. Go back to England and tell them there that Scotland's daughters and her sons are yours no more. Tell them Scotland is free. Free indeed. When the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. All right, lots to talk about. The Jordan 7 Challenge. We're calling it the Jordan Project. Probably probably not the best name if we were looking to market something. Nor was Shibboleth. That wasn't the best name if you were wanting to market a weight loss and wellness program. That's not That's not been our cheapest of priorities. No, it's not. Last year... There, look, there's been, other than Shibboleth, <coughs> Shibboleth for those preachers listening, <laughs> other than Shibboleth, and look, I've been a part of three different wellness programs, and I never intended on being a part of a wellness program. I intended on getting my life back. I lost 44 pounds in six weeks. I lost more than 100 pounds in six months. Come off all prescription medications back in 99. After battling this for years, years, fat, made fun of, put down, cast down, but not destroyed, thank the Lord. I always wanted to change. I always wanted to lose the weight. I wanted to lose it, but wanting it wasn't enough. I had to have an ambitious desire to lose that weight. Started with chest pains. So I went on and and I started writing. I made a program up that made sense to me. And it, it was this way. I wish thou were cold, so this will always be for me a spiritual journey. I don't know what it will be for you. It may just be a diet. I don't feel that I'm, when I'm in my right mind and my pure mind, I don't feel independent from anyone listening here. I feel like we're all a part of the same body. We're all inhaling God's breath every day. That keeps us alive. You know, if if you woke up this morning, here I go. There, there's a little preacher in me, and he's hard to keep quiet. And that's why sometimes it feels like that I'm chasing rabbits all over the place because it's, it's difficult for me to stay focused when I start hearing these voices <laughs> in my mind and in my heart. If you woke up, I used to, everything had to go right for me every day or I wasn't happy. I want you all to do, will y'all do a little exercise with me and for me? I want to do it with you. I'll do it with you. It's been a while. I want you to do this exercise. If you got up this morning and you're, you're not completely happy, you're not completely happy with what you've got, with who you are, now, I'm not talking about you haven't worked for it, by the way. You haven't worked for it or you'd have it. 
You get in life what you deserve. That's, a no, that's another debate. But let's say that you're not completely happy with everything in your life, whether it be relationships, a job. You just you, in, until you get those things, you can't be happy. Okay, let's say that. Let's be true. Be true with yourself. Truthful to yourself. Everything's not just right in your life. I want you to do a little exercise for me. Let me get my phone out. And I'm going to pull up my little timer. I got a timer here. When I say go, I want you to hold your breath. I do. I want you to hold your breath as long as you can. All right. I'm gonna hold mine. Here we go. Four seconds. Seven. Nine. Ten. Hold your breath. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm still holding. I have not breathed, I promise. I'm exhaling a little bit because I'm talking. 30 seconds. It's starting to be uncomfortable but not painful. (sighs) 39 seconds, but I was talking. I believe I could have went a minute. Okay, I wanted to get that breath. I wanted to get that breath. I think here's one of the reasons that we don't have all that God wants to give us. We can't be happy with the things that we should be happy with. If you woke up this morning, you didn't think about it, you did it involuntarily, but if you were able To breathe in the breath of life and fill your lungs, you should have been ecstatic, full of enthusiasm, and happy. I want you to think and consider this. That got uncomfortable if you held your breath. Not painful, but uncomfortable. What if I was smothering you and you could not breathe? Or what if you were trapped underwater, could not breathe? And you thought you were going to die. I mean, you went a minute and 15 seconds, a minute 20 seconds, double the time we just went. Wouldn't you be so happy to breathe in just a breath? When we can start being happy with the very small things, we will begin to be happy with the bigger things. Or we'll receive more of the bigger things so that we can be happier. But at the end of the day, if any day above ground where you could take in the breath of life, that's a happy day. That's a good day. I want you to be happy. You may not have lost all the weight that you want to lose yet. And you may want it all off by tomorrow. But as long as you've got a plan and you've got some desire and you've got the Lord and you want to change, you can change. And every day it's going to get better. So you're losing weight. You're lighter today than you were yesterday. You're lighter this week than you were a week ago. And you took in the breath of life. Oh, you should be ecstatic. Why do you want what everybody else has got anyway? Why does it take those things for you to be happy? Let me tell you. Most of the time they just come take it from you anyway. I've been there. 
be happy with yourself. And look, if you're not happy with your body, you can fix that. You may not can live in a bigger house. You may not get a brand new car. You may never get those things, no matter how hard you work. But you can clean up the temple you're living in. I mean, I don't, I don't get to spend any time at home anyway. Why would I want a big, nice, beautiful home? People have them. I've had one. I had one. I had one. I, you know, I was talking earlier about started a program, and the only reason we ever attached a name to the program was because people were getting mad at me because the grocery stores wouldn't keep the things that they wanted that I talked about because there were so many thrivers or so many people doing the program before it was thriving wrong. I had to get a sales tax ID, so I named it Philadelphia Fit. come from the third chapter of Revelation. Then, later when I leapt into this, took a leap of faith, I said, I'll call it Strive. And thank goodness that my clients have always been women, and, and most of them, and they said, that's a terrible name. I said, I love that name. I've been striving my whole life. And they said, it's a terrible name for a weight loss program. You need to name it Thrive. So I named it Thrive Weight Loss. I sent in for a trademark because people were stealing my logo. And they said, you can't get this through. You need to attach your name to it. That will identify it, make it unique. Travis Martin's Thrive Weight Loss came into be, And it did big stuff for a while. <laughs> It did big stuff until adversity struck of no no fault of my clients or no fault of anyone but myself and my bad decisions to bring in a partner. But I you can see I never I never wanted to do this and when I started I love it. I love that I'm doing it now, but when I started I had no idea what I would have to go through to get to where I am today or I probably wouldn't have started. I had no idea it would ever be as rough I'm in too deep now. I couldn't stop if I wanted to. I'm in too deep. God had a plan. So when I started, I started what you all knew as Thrive, what you all know as Shibboleth. I started it one bite at a time. The Bible said, I was just trying to be healed, brothers and sisters. The Bible said that I wish that were cold or hot, but thou art lukewarm, therefore I spew thee out of my mouth. And I said, I need a plan like that. That's how simple it was for me. I'd been studying. I'd taken sports nutrition classes. I'd done all kind of things. I'd always, I was like Brittany, always infatuated with it. I remember being a kid and being bullied and picked on. And I first started reading muscle magazines. Never had the, the never put in the effort like I should have, or my life would have took a different path probably. I'd be one of those guys today that didn't understand why people could end up overweight because I'm so lean and I work out. And You've heard those stories. But I was reading those magazines about how people was getting sand kicked in their face and kids and, you know, you don't want to be bullied. And, you know, I wanted to lose the weight because I never wanted to be made fun of again. And I realized very early on it wasn't in working out. It was in nutrition. So I studied it, but I never applied it. Much like you all. Some of you know what to do now, but you won't apply it. Well, you're me, and I'm you. That That's how I started. 
until I had enough pain in my life and God gave me enough unction that I wanted to change and be delivered. So when I got started, I I understood the fat bus. I understood what happened when the fat bus came. I understood all that, and I thought, Lord, have mercy. There will never be anything that I can eat. Everything that I love, I've got to get rid of. And I decided I would try, no matter what it was that I wanted, I would find, try to find what I called a void replacement. I read in the Bible where God was speaking to me through the Scripture. I think he does everyone. Sometimes people tell me he doesn't. I think he does everyone. I don't know that everybody's listening. I don't know that everybody's trying to listen and trying to look for signs, And but I was. And I read in the Scripture where there was a person that was possessed. And to me, and for me, the way I was, I was, I was a food addict. If you've been a drug addict, you were possessed. A lot of people are, look, you go watch these Hollywood movies and see somebody's head spinning in pea soup and all this kind of stuff. Look, possession, just being possessed with an, a, a demon, you've got some, if, if alcohol and drug addiction is a problem for you, if, pornography, adultery, whatever it is, it's taken over your life, then that's a type of possession. How many times if you've got an addiction, food addiction or some other addiction, how many times have you stopped cold turkey for a little while, but you went back to it and it was made worse? There's a scripture that said, because I had dieted, I mean from purging myself, becoming a, a bulimic, Full-blown full bulimic. took me years to admit that. I'd binge and purge, binge and purge, binge and purge. Then I developed acid reflux, I think in part because of that purging problem. I would lose the weight, starve myself, and then put it all back on. Bible says that there's someone possessed, and they they got rid of all the de- they got rid of the demons. They swept and they cleaned up. I would do that. I'd clean up. They would clean up. How many times have you know of a drug addict that's done that? Clean up and then go back to the very thing that got them in trouble. You you get rid of all those demons. You sweep and you garnish the room. And then because you don't fill the empty void, the empty space with something, the demons and many more demons more powerful come back in that Bible story. That's what happens to you and I. So I needed void replacement. It was I couldn't just go on the chicken breast and broccoli diet. That wasn't going to work. So I started with what I knew. All I knew to do was eat what we now know is two tablespoons of peanut butter on double fiber wheat bread, peanut butter sandwich that broke down more like a peanut butter and green bean, and egg white omelets. I would do that every day. I did it every day for a while, days, and I was losing a lot of weight. And then I would crave something else, and I would go look that up, and I would read, and I would study about that food. I would not put a food in my mouth, would not take a bite unless I knew what it was going to do. And that's how I learned food. That's how I learned about food. It was that simple for me. And then I wrote some food formulas that we now teach. I didn't get them off of the internet, I didn't get them out of a book. I made them up, I I guessed. 
I had read that protein and fiber neutralized the fat bus, and I wrote those. I wrote down for every 10 calories, I need this much protein and fiber. By the way, it was none. All the way up to 50 calories, which was none. 50 calories is negligible. And I wrote that down, and that ended up being our condiment rule. Okay? And I went all the way up until a point where, hey, it doesn't matter what the combination is, that's too many calories. I went all the way up to that. Then I started looking at ingredients. And then I would measure my progress. If I if I bit into it, I wrote it down. And there was this progress before there was ever a program. Once there became a program, my progression slowed. Because now you can only go as fast and as far as your group is willing to go. Does that make sense? In other words, right now, if I abandon Shibola ship, if I abandoned it, a lot of people would would be hurt by that. If I said, I'm not doing that anymore, I'm not putting anything, I'm not I am against sixty percent of the stuff that we approve of, I'm going clean eating. I'd lose most of our group. Not fair, that's my family. So you can only go as fast Again, the group can only go at the pace the leader goes, but the leader, if the leader is trying to shepherd the group, then they can't get too far out in front of the group. The wolf will come. <laughs> All right, so we've got to kind of go together. I've got to be able to inspire enough people to go with me down this new path, and I feel like it's necessary. We've got phase one Shibboleth, and that's where most people should stay and will find health and wellness. You've got phase two, which is all about grocery variety. That's where the formulas no longer work. Our food formulas no longer work in phase two. You, We have developed phase two based upon years and years of journaling, measuring results, looking into ingredients, looking into the thermic effect of foods and making intelligent decisions about what we're going to incorporate into the program, but the formulas are gone. They're vacated at that point. That's why you'll find stuff in phase two that's approved that won't work by the formula because like the complete cookie that we just disapproved, they removed a key ingredient that slowed the digestion of that product down. So now I have to look, since the ingredient's been removed, at the macronutrient formula, and it no longer meets our formula. So bye-bye, has to go. Okay? So then you've got phase three. This was pure... Phase three is our challenge phase, boot camp phase, if you will. That phase was purely, purely for me... Uh, and, and what I enjoy, I was getting bored, and I was putting back on some pounds. I like competition. I like challenges. Everybody here does not. This goes back to that example I gave earlier. This may be one that you need to eliminate from your pathway. I know people that hate the challenges and think that it sends the wrong message. I have other people that they're not living the Shabbat lifestyle at all. And they don't lose any weight. They just show up for challenges because they like to compete. They'll lose 20 during a challenge and then go put it all back on until the next challenge. It's crazy, but we do it. I'm a little bit that way. 
I've never put all my weight back on, but when there's no challenge going on, I start getting fluffy again, you know? So we have that. Then we have phase four, which was going to be our clean eating program. We didn't really want to do it. A lot of people wanted to do it. It's not that somebody as intelligent as, say, Brittany couldn't go do it on her own or Amy Krulish or whoever. But we're all somewhat connected to this phase one information. We know it works. So how can we do Shibola but do it in a in a clean eating way? Well, I didn't get real excited about it. I tried to get excited about it. I said I was excited about it. And then I found a good excuse and reason to vacate it. I did a dummy thing. I named it Shibboleth Naked. That was a, that was not a well-thought-out move. And people started Googling uh, Shibboleth and the word naked. Well, what came next didn't bode well for my email box, right? So that wasn't a good, that's not a good name. I don't know what a good name. Maybe just clean eating. But uh, about a year ago, I was reading some scripture, and it had impact on me. Uh, and we're going to read that today. And I began to talk to my wife about this scripture, and I began to talk to my wife not about clean eating, but I had found some new food formulas that I told her I thought would be amazing. And I wanted to incorporate them in my own life. I haven't. I keep procrastinating. But I have found some food formulas that I believe will exponentially increase fat loss results. Still will be able to have some variety. Maybe not as much as you get into with Shibola Phase 2. But lots of variety. And with these formulas... I think that people would see a, a healing take place. Um, we're going to find out because now I'm excited. Because the other day, I'm also sitting there and I began to, I was writing in my journal and I thought, how would I do this or how would I do that? How, if I wanted more fruit by itself during the day, is there a way to do that? So I started looking and found ways to do that that I think I will be very successful. But it's got to be a project. We got Somebody's got to be the guinea pig for this stuff. You can join me uh, or you can be a guinea. I mean, you can join me or you can wait and see how the guinea pig does. But I had the time had to be right for me because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work because I don't just, I can't just go do it and journal it then I have to put it together in a video and in a lesson. It's a lot of work and keep maintaining all the other Shibboleth stuff. But I have literally defined different types of perfect days for myself. So I can get up and depending on how I feel, I can choose these different modes of perfect days. So if I'm feeling like this is a fruit day, I've got a scenario whereby I can have fruit as my snack by itself and still lose weight. I've got all these different clean eating examples now. I'm really excited about it, and I'm approving foods that fit 
these new food formulas. A lot of our foods do now, but a lot don't. And I think what's going to happen is I'm finally going to be able to reach my goal. I've said that for a long time, but I've identified why I haven't reached my goal. Let's start with the Scripture. Let's start with the Scripture. We've got 52 minutes left here, so I've got to get busy. Why are we calling this the Jordan Project? Okay, it starts with the Jordan 7 Challenge. I think a lot of people will go on from here and do the 7-Day Challenge. I don't know they'll do the full Jordan Project, and I don't even know how it'll end up. I've got to remain flexible because as I go, I'm not going to have any more holidays unless I earn them. Writing an entirely new program. I will, I'm refusing to do it. This is going to be a spiritual journey for me. And it'd be better not to make a vow than break a vow. Unless the great physician or my doctor, because I get sick or something, says I've got to take something intravenously, I am not going to have any more holidays. I've wrote a program where in my journal online, if I have Six perfect days, I earn a holiday. I can earn up to six holidays. If I haven't earned holidays, I don't care where I'm at. I'm not having them. A lot of this for me is going to be about the spiritual journey and the submission to God of my temple. I am sick and tired of making excuses, rationalizing just for I need the Lord's help. And you might end up doing it a different way. Hopefully, we'll be able to program in the system where you can set and establish how many perfect days you want to have before you earn one. Uh, in other words, you'll be able to customize that. Because I want this not to be my spiritual journey, but your spiritual journey, so that you can customize your own journey. For me, it's got to be six perfect days before I earn a holiday. Otherwise, I'm sticking to the program. The first seven days are critical. I will tell you, yesterday was my first day in the Jordan 7 Challenge. My first day. I dropped four. I dropped four. Now, do we know a lot of that was water and waste? Yes, but here's the news. I didn't... Saturday, I had a big holiday at the house. Sunday, I didn't. So I'd already dropped the fluid from that holiday. I dropped four yesterday. So I'm excited. I don't drop four easy anymore unless it's the day after a holiday because I'm 22% body fat this morning. If you're 30 40% body fat, I started I was like at 42% body fat, yeah, you'll lose weight and lose it fast. I can't do that anymore. That's why I get frustrated and I just go back into the teaching mode. Because, you know, for me to lose the last pounds of fat I want to lose to get down to 10% body fat, I, I've got to have an insane work ethic, and I just haven't. Let me read to you why we feel this can be a spiritual journey, or it can just be a physical journey for you, but somebody that really needs more than a physical transformation do this unto the Lord and see see what it, how He affects and impacts your life for you and with you. The Jordan 7 Challenge. Here's where it comes from. 2 Kings, as Donald Trump would say, 2 Kings, 2 Kings 5. 2 Kings 5. 
Now, Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, all right, he was a captain in the king's army. He was a great man. He was an honorable man. The Lord had given him deliverance. He was a mighty man of valor. But he was a leper. Now what does leper mean today? It means a person that's socially unacceptable, uh, potentially immoral, uh, physically it could be a, a physical infirmity, many, many different ways that we use that word today. This guy back in this day was physic. He was a leper. He had sores on him. He wasn't pleasant to look at. He was probably shunned by those that didn't know him. He was a leper. But in the king's army, he was a mighty man of valor. Okay, you're in. You you have potential. You are a mighty woman of God. You are a mighty man of valor. You may have some leprous, quote-unquote, leprous things going on in your life. If you're overweight, I don't mean to hurt you, not trying to, but you're treated like a leper. Some of you will not like that. But I've been there. I was treated like a, people look at you differently when you're overweight. They do. Number one, the number one reason they do is because you behave a different way when you're overweight. But you've got potential. These Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And this maid, she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman, my servant, to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read this letter, he was upset. He rent his garment and said, Am I God? Oh, my goodness. I feel that way every day. People say, Travis, help me, help me, help me. They do you that way too, I'm sure. Help me. Am I God? I'm not God. Too many people are seeking out a weight loss coach and mentor. We're in this together. Who you need is God. I'm not God. God is God, and beside God is none other. All I can do is bless the name of the Lord and point you toward the healer. You... So many people will say, if you would just stay off of this stuff. I get this in I get this at church on Sunday. Oh, is that enough for you? Well, it's not for me. Without God, I cannot be successful. I am a sick man. 
and I need his medicine every day. The king of Israel said, am I God to kill and to make alive? I can't do anything for this leper. He's come to me to recover him of his leprosy? Please consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh the quarrel against me. He's saying, this guy is trying to fight me. He knows I can't heal this man. I can't do nothing. So, Elisha comes up, the man of God. The man of God had heard that the king of Israel had gotten upset and that he sent to the king saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? The prophet came to the king and said, Don't get upset. Let him come to me. Who? The man of God, the representative of God. Who do you need to go to if you're struggling? You need to go to God. Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses. Now, first of all, I want you to watch how this ends up. <laughs> Elisha said he'll know there's a prophet in, in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, this mighty man of valor. They're kind of afraid of him, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh, thy leprosy, shall come again to the, you'll be healed, in other words, and thou shalt be clean. Now here is this mighty warrior who they're afraid of. And the man of God has said, go into the muddy rivers of Jordan. Go into that muddy river. Not a clean river, a muddy river that's looked down upon. Go into that river and wash yourself. Dip yourself in the river seven times and your flesh will be restored to you. Oh, that made Naaman mad. It him off. He was so mad, and he went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of his God and strike his hand over the place and recover me. He thought that this man would come out. Lay, you ever seen them do that on TV? Lay their hands on them. Lay his hands on me, and a mighty work would take place, and I would be healed. He didn't even tell me. Listen to what he says. He didn't even tell me to go to the rivers of Damascus. That's better than all the waters of Israel. The rivers of Damascus are better than the Jordan. Can I at least wash in the Damascus rivers and be clean? He turned away and was in a rage. He was so mad. He wanted to be told, take this supplement. Get weight, have weight loss surgery. Put this ointment on you. You'll be healed. Body brush. He wanted to be told to do some great, great thing. He said, I would have done that. And here comes Elijah sends word. And says, it, 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 listen, and his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if that prophet, if Elisha had bid you to do some great thing, you would have done it. How much rather than when he said to thee, Wash and be clean, would you have done it? Then went he down, he pouted. Then he went down into the muddy rivers of Jordan. Didn't make any sense. It was foolishness went into the muddy rivers of Jordan and dipped himself seven times in Jordan. Seven. 
according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. He was a shiny object. Flesh is pure and is clean. Dipped himself seven times in the muddy rivers of Jordan. And now he was clean. Now he went to the man of God, he and all of his company, and came and stood before him and he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth, but only in Israel. He didn't acknowledge the prophet, he acknowledged God. You're going to keep struggling until you first acknowledge God. We got a challenge going on. The WOW boot camp has nothing to do with clean eating. Well, a little bit, not much. People tapped out day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. They want some big thing to do. There is no big thing to do. You have one big thing to do that's a small effort. Get on your knees by yourself in your mouth and talk to God. Not me. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your spouse, not your kids. To your God. There's a woman in the Bible that she did so. She poured her heart out to God, and they talked about her and said she's drunk. Look at that woman. She is drunk. She wasn't drunk. She was pouring her little heart out to God, and they thought she was drunk. You're gonna have to get somewhere in a closet, get away from the world. Pour your heart heart out to God or you're going to live like you're living the rest of your life. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be sick and tired. You're going to be discounted. You're going to be mistreated. You're going to have to turn to the living God. I'll be here to help you like Elisha was here to help. You'll have other Shabbat brothers and sisters that will prophesy to you. But at the end of the day, we've got just enough oil in our lamps to get us home. You're going to have to get some oil in your lamp before you die a premature death because of obesity. So what we've done here is come up with the Jordan 7, the wild boot camp. Had a little sister mad at me over the boot camp. I won't mention your name, honey. But she's mad at me. She says, some of us are trying so hard, and we've went longer than seven days. And and we've went seven days, and we've done perfect. And others are tapping out, and you're letting them back in if they pay a penalty. Yeah, you know I am, because most everybody tapped out. I mean, couldn't even make it three weeks. Couldn't even get through three weeks. Have weight to lose, significant amounts of weight. You can't even get through three weeks. I'm going to make you mad again, but I, that, look, if you got a lot of weight to lose, I'm not talking about those that did it to get back on track. I, I, I'm going to give myself a break here. I punished myself yesterday. I tapped out. I, I had a holiday Saturday. If I want to have a holiday, I've earned the right. I've earned the right to have it. If you're still overweight, you ain't. You ain't. You ain't. You made a decision to lose the weight, and, and you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You give up. You give in and give up again. You walked in the lust of your flesh. You walked. You walked in the lust of the flesh. You fulfilled the lust of the flesh. The pride of life got the best of you. Significantly overweight. You're sick. You're hurting. You're emotionally hurting. You can't even, you didn't need, you know why? You can't. You can't do it. 
Only God can do it through you. That's why Jesus said, when I'm weak, you're strong. It's time for you to wake up from your sleep and slumber, or you're going to die a premature death. Your spirit's already dying. Little sister said, it ain't fair, it ain't fair. Let me say to her, if she's listening, I understand where you're coming from. You're putting forth effort. But one of the principles that you're going to have to adopt in your life is this one. Nobody owes us anything. Nothing. You owe yourself. Those people that quit early, why would we be upset about them quitting early? They just didn't get the results you got. You focus on what you you put in the effort. Look, he God told Cain in the Bible, Cain was jealous of Abel and slew Abel. I want somebody to listen to me. I want somebody to listen to me. This is good if you'll listen. Cain was jealous of Abel's... Cain made an offering. He worked with his hand. He put effort in. Abel made an offering where it was a blood offering, a sacrifice offering. God had respect of Abel's offering, had no respect of Cain's offering. Cain was upset. He was jealous. And God said, Cain, if why are you upset? Your brother did good. He's blessed. He was rewarded. You didn't. You didn't receive good. See, God has got a just system. You will reap what you sow. But here's what happens. Cain got jealous and killed Abel. Some of you out there, you are doing the same thing. You've got Abel inside of you. Cain is your flesh. Do you understand that? Or are you so hung up on what Grandpa told you? Cain is your flesh. It is your flesh. Cain wants to do everything without God. It's got to be about Cain. But Abel realized that it was going to take a blood offering, a sacrifice. It's going to take grace. It's going to take mercy. Okay, It's going to take the Spirit. Cain is your flesh. But your flesh keeps destroying that that's on the inside of you. Little Abel is inside of you, sister. Little Abel, who's doing good right now. Abel's doing good. Don't let Cain raise up and slay Abel. What did God do to Cain? He cast him from the garden and said, You can't abode here. You, he cast him out into the land of Nod and put a mark on him so that all might recognize what Cain was. You're going to have to recognize what and who your flesh is. It's unruly. Even the tongue is set on fire of hell and you can't tame it. You can't tame what you put in your mouth by yourself. You can't tame the words that you speak. You're never going to be successful cursing your own self. You're cursing your own self through negativity. Listen to me, folks. It's time to put away those types of thoughts and feelings. And work. I know you can't overnight, but you've got to. This is as important as putting, putting away the bag of Doritos. You're going to have to let Abel rise up. Little Abel, let little Abel live. Let little Abel breathe. Cain keeps slaying Abel. Stop it. You can do this, but it's going to take God. If you think you're going to do this, I'm not talking to a friend of mine over there in Dalton, Pam. Pam's got 
10, 15 pounds she wants to lose, look, she would be significantly overweight if she didn't know the Lord. She's put on a few pounds, she'll get it off because she knows how to get back in step with the Holy Spirit. Her, But those people that are significantly overweight are like anybody that has a vice or an addiction that's possessed them. You've got to get back in step with the Holy Spirit, and it starts with repentance. Then you can be just like Naaman here. Naaman went into the Jordan River. He dipped himself seven times into the muddy waters of Jordan. He didn't do some great thing. He didn't do some big thing. He he did it not wanting to do it, but he went on and obeyed reluctantly the word of God that came through the prophet, and he dipped himself seven times. His leprosy was healed and cured. I'm talking to you. Your problem can be healed. If you can look at this in the fullness of time, if you got a hundred pounds to lose, it ain't coming off in seven days. I'm not suggesting that. But a thing that begins right will end right. If you will do what I'm about to go over with you for seven days, seven days, put yourself on lockdown. Put yourself on lockdown. It's not gonna be painful, it's gonna be uncomfortable. People tap out when they're uncomfortable. You shouldn't. You should only give up when you're in pain. You're in the hospital because of an unfortunate accident and they have to intravenously feed you. Don't wake up from the coma and say, I can't have that. It's not on my seven days. That's admirable. But when you're in pain, you've got diabetes, your blood sugar runs away with you. you got to do what you got to do. But if you're just uncomfortable... Do what you got to do for seven days. Get it done. It might be the very thing that launches you towards the new you. So when I get back, when I get back, I want to do this. I want to go over the Jordan 7 and talk about the Jordan Project. Let's do this together. If you don't start, I started yesterday. If you're not starting with me, it's okay because I'm writing this like I wrote Thrive and like I wrote Shibboleth. I'm leaving breadcrumbs. I'm writing every day. I wrote 24, I don't have it in front of me, like 2,400 words yesterday. My goal is every day to write, 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 write. Launch, 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 launch. And I'm doing it so that I know every little inside now, every nuance. There's things in our databases that I put in the database. And people will ask me at a live grocery tour, uh, they'll hold a product up and say, I put this in the database. I say, I'll, or they'll say, this is in resources. I don't eat it. Somebody asked me, would it work? Could have been a year ago. And I said, yeah, but if I don't eat it, I don't remember. I have to recheck it. And, and she said, you don't, this is in there. This is in there. I said, it may be, but there's more than 5,000 items in there. I only eat several hundred of those items. We put those in there because we know everybody's different. Everybody's not like me. Some people like different things than I like. I mean, and we change too, don't we? I mean, yesterday we did a We Fixed It video that was avocado and cucumber salad with hemp hearts and hemp flakes on it. I wouldn't have eat that. You could have held a gun to my head five years ago, and I wouldn't have ate it. 
poor Carmen. Uh, she was she did it. She did the we fixed it. One of my daughters. She did the we fixed it video. Brought it in, and she I could see she's almost shaking because she's like he ain't gonna like this because I'm like a burger spaghetti and and she get, I said oh this is good po campo real good it'll be perfect for our clean eating program she was so happy and she got the second most views so proud of her got the second most views of any of our we fixed it videos yesterday with the one she edited yesterday I can't wait to see the one she puts out today but see my tastes have changed. So I don't remember. So the only way I know to write a clean eating program is I got to be doing it every single day, every day. All right, we got 27 minutes left, so we're going to be full on talking about nothing but the meal plan for the next 27 minutes and why we're going clean. All right, I will be right back. And for those of you that need a miracle, here's a good song. Not again. Really, one night she started to cry and thought he ain't coming home. She was tired of the lies, tired of the fight, but she didn't want to see him go. She fell on her knees and said, I haven't prayed since I was. I just, I have to, look, I talk about the Lord a lot because I, uh, most of my, since I was 19 years of age, I've been, I I was born again at 19 years of age, experienced, had had an experience of grace, but my relationship with the Lord was very fraudulent. And I lost everything I had just a few years ago, 
thought I'd lost my family, did lose most of my family. A lot of them worked for me at Thrive Weight Loss. Uh, long story short, I lost everything. And I had to take extreme ownership of that and realize it was because I wasn't really, I didn't have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And I remember with Thrive, people telling me, you can't talk about the Lord and go in these corporate settings. And I can't tell you how many company wellness programs we've had to turn down because when they asked us, can we get, can we not talk about the Lord uh, in in those, I say, I, I can't do that. I used to run sometimes 50, 60 groups per week at companies, uh, we would manage that many wellness groups, and we couldn't talk, didn't talk about the Lord. And I justified it, and I rationalized it. And this go around, these opportunities are coming back, and we're thankful for the companies. That some of these companies, you'd be surprised, they say, "No, have at it, have at it. We want you to do that. It's okay if you share your faith in these classes." But some won't have it, and we just don't go. We're not going to. We can't talk about the Lord. We're not going to do it. If we can't talk about the Lord with you, then we're not going to. You just have to pick up what you can here and there or find another program. We're going to talk about Jesus. And it's important to me. And I believe that if you'll make it important to you, you'll find the willpower and discipline that you need to overcome this vice. Now, let's talk about why we need to go clean, all right? Number one, I've got about 10 to 20 pounds of fat. I don't know any other way to say it. I've gotten, I've leaned out a lot over the years, but I've got about 10 to 20 pounds of fat that looks like cottage cheese. Anybody out there know what I'm talking about? And my cottage, I want it gone, <laughs> Now, anytime where you've got fat stores, you see what y'all refer to as cellulite, or you see what you what I just referred to as cottage cheese. You get the image now, right? My love handles, my back, my thighs. Well, a lot of that is toxicity, environmental toxins, food toxins. Uh, that that's why that that fat on your body looks the way it does. We often say in our Shibboleth classes to detoxify the body, you have to PSP. You have to pee, you have to sweat, and you have to poop. We're living in a very toxic world. There's rampant disease because the body only has a few exit routes to get rid of toxins. Really five. You've got to pee. Drink your water. You've got to poop. Eat fiber, drink your water, move. Perspiration, sweat, PS, pee, sweat, poop. You've got to sweat. You've got to move. And oxygen. You've got to you've got to breathe. You've got to you've got to breathe in oxygen, you've got to exhale carbon dioxide. A lot of us we're sedentary, so we don't do that. And then finally, you've got to drain the lymph system. Lymphatic system is so important as a way to help detoxify the body. So peeing, the kidneys are responsible for flushing waste from the blood. 
If your blood's not clean, the body, the organs, the tissues can't be clean, you're going to build up toxins, cottage cheese. That's why they tell you to exercise if you want to reduce cellulite. Make sure you give them, give your your body, give your blood what you need, your cells what it needs by drinking water. We are composed of mostly water. Men, 66% water. Women, 60% water. you got to drink plenty of clean water. That's a problem nowadays. So in the clean eating program, I'm not saying you won't do a hybrid of it and you won't drink tap water. On a regular program, tap wet water is fine. On the clean eating program, and for seven days, we're asking that you drink alkaline water, proper pH water, or distilled water. You've got to make sure that you're drinking water, you're absorbing water, because that's going to keep the kidneys clean, and it's going to keep flushing waste from the blood. You've got to poop. Okay? If you can get yourself, that's why you're going to see a lot of hemp hearts, hemp flakes, I think it's the world's best helpful laxative. You need to be having one, maybe even two, well-formed bowel movements every day. That will help get rid of toxins. Lots of people struggle with bowel movement. Now, constipation in the beginning of a lifestyle change is normal. You're not constipated unless it's t you're only going once ever four days. Once every three days is still considered within normal ranges unless you have pain. Discomfort and bloats, one thing pains another. In the beginning, you're eating a lot of insoluble fiber, so you've got to allow that your body to have time to utilize through water, movement, insoluble fibers, your body an opportunity to start removing waste naturally. Don't, go, don't turn to laxatives. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't treat, cure, diagnose. I'm telling you what I'm doing. You have to determine whether it's right for you or not. Aim for drinking a gallon of alkaline water, distilled water, or properly balanced pH water per day. Make sure that you're taking a probiotic product. You should take probiotics every day, in my opinion. Get your doctor's permission. I take them every day. I take zero drag. I think it's an 8 billion uh, product. It's got 8 billion good bacteria in it, and I take that. Zero drag. Sweat. Your skin is your single largest organ of elimination. Make sure you're maximizing your detox potential of your pores by working up a sweat at least four to six times a week. At least. You've got to sweat. You don't sweat, you're not going to get rid of toxins. Some of the most healthiest countries in the world use saunas. And you'll find where they use saunas, it's a way of life to sweat out toxins. They're healthier. They have healthier immune systems, less occurrence of disease. In the U.S., we don't sweat. We're, we've become a service-oriented country. We don't produce very much. Most of us sit behind desks. I mean, if I don't consciously go walk, by the way, for those of you Fitbit with me, I have been getting in steps, but I changed my Fitbit to a surge. I, 
you know, and I'm having problems with keeping that thing charged. Uh, I had the, I believe it was uh, the charge. That one would stay charged a long time. My surge goes dead every day. I got to call them. But anyway, get your steps in, sweat, move, breathe. The lungs are the unsung heroes of the body's detox squad. With each breath, think about God's word, the breath of life. With each breath, you bring in fresh oxygen and help transport it through the body. The air we breathe isn't always clean, but every day the lungs filter out carcinogens and gas fumes, allergens, pets, plants, spores, mold. If you have shallow breathing because you're sitting around all the time, not deep breaths, then you're diminishing the power of the lungs. You're preventing oxygen from reaching all of your tissue. People complain of gout. Get out there and work hard. I know it's hard in the beginning because you're hurting, but you've got to breathe. Breathing deeply and fully will oxygenate your brain, your body, your spirit. And then you've got to take up some form of of draining the lymphatic system. I prefer body brushing. Now, it's something that I, as a guy, a lot of our male members won't journal. I journal. This is one I'm going to struggle with, but I'm going to do my best to body brush. You've got to keep that lymph system draining. The lymph system has a lot to do with your immune system health that's attacking disease. Think about uh, cancer. You know, that's how they diagnose cancer is what stage is the cancer in because of how many lymph nodes the cancer's found in. You've got to keep your lymph system draining. We are against so many toxins in our environment and in our foods. I think if you'll tackle all five of these things and make it a part of your rigorous daily effort to take care of yourself and to love yourself, you're going to, it's going to have a profound impact. So let's look at seven days, the seven days of the seven. I want to say this. The Jordan 7 can be done. You'll hear me talk about it for even those that are doing the full-on project. I'm calling it a project because that's what it is for me. It's not even a program. So if you can't do it with me and have grace, don't do it yet. It's not fully written. I'm going to be doing it every day. It's going to develop every day for me and for those that are going along with us. Okay? Still based on controlling blood sugar still based on burning that body fat, but clean eating. Things that aren't clean, I'm going to incorporate some things for me you may not want to incorporate for you because it might have sucralose in it, might have soy in it. So I'll put things that I know that you may be adverse to in red, but you need to do your own research. You need to do your own research. Uh, we're living in a litigious, uh, litigious society, litigious society. Scary. It's very scary. So we're even having to go through every item, all 5,000 items, and add, hey, not only do we not treat cure diagnose, we're borrowing information from other people's website and putting it in our website. It, it, the traits that are applied to this item may not be accurate. You need to do your own research. We make no warranties or claims about the nutritional labels profile. 
It's crazy, y'all. It's crazy. We'll get in all kind of trouble if we don't do that. It's crazy. So I'm saying to you today, if I say it's nut-free, you need to go do your own research before you market nut-free because I am not going to spend an hour a day trying to approve of one product to make sure that it's it's non-GMO, it's not, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm going to eat some canned organic and natural chicken. Yeah, it can be called natural, but then you'll have somebody say it's in a can, it's not natural. You will figure, then you need to get uh, some some chickens. I'm not making fun of you, I'm serious. You need to grow your garden. You need to go get you some some organic chickens and start raising them. That'll be I don't have time to do that, but I shouldn't let that be an excuse anymore for me not doing better than I'm doing. I want my cottage cheese gone, and I can't get rid of the holes and the lumps in my fat if I don't start eliminating toxins and food toxins and poisons. You might go with me and do this in its fullness, but I will be talking once we've written the seven days. I'll be talking to a lot of people about doing the Jordan 7, even if they're going to stick with Shibboleth, because I really believe that people need the Lord, and they need to commit some things privately to the Lord. And committing seven days to Him, without even telling, you don't even have to tell anybody if you don't want to, but doing it unto him and for him is going to make such a huge difference in, in your life. And you'll get results. I'm even asking you, don't even do this for the weight loss. Do it because you're ready to make no provision for the flesh. Do it for that reason. So here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it today. We talked about the uh, our, our hint at where we're going with this. We talked about Naaman. All right, so let's get down to the seven days. Number one, here's what I'm doing. The Word. I'm reading miracles and parables of Jesus daily. I need a miracle in my life. I'm not going to disclose what that miracle is, but I need a miracle. And when I turn to the Word, faith come by here and hearing come by the Word of God. How can they hear without a preacher? And the Holy Spirit's my preacher in this case. So I'm reading the miracles and parables of Jesus, and I'm going to read them through many, many times during seven days. And I'm going to watch God do a work in my heart and my life because I expect him to. I believe he will. I believe he will if I honor him and honor his word. By the way, if you need uh, some help, I don't believe you do. All you need is the Holy Spirit. You don't need a teacher. But if you'd like for someone to share their interpretation of those scriptures, I'm going to be doing that. Miracles and parables of Jesus daily. I'm going to make note in writing of any revelations. Every time I read them, I get something different. So I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff about those miracles and parables that God reveals to me, and maybe he'll reveal something to you that you could share. I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to drink distilled, properly pH-balanced water or alkaline water. The Shibboleth brand water is properly pH-balanced. Fuji water and a product called Real Water are great waters. 
Journal. I'm going to journal at myshibolas.com every day. If I bite it, I will write it. Notice it doesn't say if I hog it, I'm going to log it because I'm doing this under the Lord and I'm not going to be hogging it. I've made up my mind. Combinations. New food combinations will be offered on day eight. These are going to be much more complex, though, because we're going to be able to eat some things that are clean that we wouldn't normally be able to eat on the other program, but there's some special instructions that will go along with eating that apple or that grapefruit or that banana. The first seven days, you're going to follow the meal plan exactly. If you deviate, bear with me, we're running out of time. Seven minutes left. i got to hurry. They give me the five-minute sign. I've got seven minutes left. If you deviate from the meal plan on day one through seven, you must begin again to claim that you have went through seven consecutive days. I want you to dip yourself in the muddy rivers of Jordan for seven days. If you have a spiritual ear to hear, hear what I'm saying. Portions. Follow portion guidelines written in the meal plan. If not noted, follow Shabola's portions, trying to keep mealtime calories less than 400. Timing. The first seven days, you must follow the specific timing rules listed in the meal plan. You must not eat anything after 4 p.m., and you should not eat again until daylight the following day. For those that have significant hunger pains after 4, you may have approved broth, approved soups, or approved fibrous carbs after 4 p.m., but not after 6. We want to stop eating after 6. Foods that are not clean but that are great for the weight loss phase are listed in red. There is a document in this group that you can download and you'll see the red writing. Breakfast. First meal comes at daylight up until 10 p.m. Eastern time. You must eat first meal before 10 a.m. in order to burn fat every hour of the day. One-third up to one-half hemp bar or a hemp dessert could be a breakfast. You've got a salad that's there as a potential for breakfast. You've got steel-cut oats with blackberries and hemp hearts that's there. You've got bran crisp bread with peanut butter and banana. You've got cereal. Several options. If you want to see the options, come to facebook.com, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash the Jordan Project. And you'll see these options listed. Greek plain yogurt is an option. For your other meal, only two meals a day, you have more options. Pasta options, fish options, very clean options. There's milk options here, but they're in red. You have approved beverages, approved supplements. Now, if it's after your eating hours and you need a freebie. You can choose one of the following. You have in the red, Shibboleth products like Shibboleth high-protein soups. Items not in red. For example, carrots and a quarter cup of hummus. Cabbage that's boiled. Popcorn okra. So you have options there that you can have if you get hungry. We're trying to detoxify your body and we're trying to go clean and give help you obtain in seven days a level of self-discipline. You'll only obtain it through prayer and fasting. When Jesus cast out all those demons, 
the only way he could cast those demons out, he told his disciples, because they couldn't do it, was through prayer and fasting. So that's what the Jordan 7 is all about. That's what the Jordan Project is all about. A closer walk with him and him helping us lose the weight. And then when we lose it, we bow our heads and we bless the name of the Lord and watch him impact positively all the other areas of our life. He'll do it. If we'll do for him and unto him, he'll do it for us. He does care about everything we care about. I heard someone say one time, and I bought into this for years, he didn't care about a football game. The Bible says, if you see him praying before and after, he doesn't care about a football game. Let me say this. The Bible says if you, you care, you may have your priorities misplaced, but the Bible says if you care about it, he cares about it. And if he can get glory and honor out of it, he's going to help you with it. I don't know of another place in your life if you're overweight where God could get more honor and glory out of your life than if you finally beat this thing, if you finally stop being ignorant of the devices of the devil and wake up and get started. It may take you six months, but your journey doesn't start with six months. It starts with the first week. It starts with the first step, the first day, the first week. And if I can do it, you can do it. If one woman can do it, you can do it. If one man can do it, you can do it. But I do not believe that you will be successful. If this has been a prevailing problem in your life for years, I do not believe that you can be successful without the help of Jehovah Rapha, the healing God. I do not believe to answer a question I got in my box. No, I'm not a cult. This is not a cult. We're so far removed from the Word of God, we think that talking about Jesus makes it. People think it's a cult. Someone said, I heard that you laid your hands on some, someone and prayed for them, and they claimed to be healed. And I can't believe that the Travis I knew would do. Wait just a minute. Someone asked me, someone asked me to lay my hands on them and to pray for them. You're going to tell the little children, no, there's no power in me. I never said that. There's nothing in me. There's no good. I can't tell you all the people that I've prayed for that have been sick and have gone on to be with the Lord. But this person had faith in the Lord and in the body of Christ. And we all, not just me, we gathered and we helped, we put our hands on them due to their request, the elders laid down, and they claimed the healing and gave the Lord the credit. If you don't believe in that sort of thing anymore, I don't really know what to think. I don't know how you can be happy. There is a God. There is the Most High God. There's no good in me. There's no strength, no power in me. But there is in the Word of God and in the believer where we come together, where two or three come together and ask and don't waver, touch and agree, it can be done. It can be a miracle in your life. Snap out of it, sugar britches. Get up, get going, pursue the Lord at all costs, and watch what happens. I've, I'm out of time. I love you. If you need the menu, the meal plan, we'll do more of these if you want them, but you have to let us hear what you need, what you want, and then that's what I'll do. We'll do more of these if you need more expansion on the the specific program. We will be putting it all on the website. Meanwhile, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the 
Jordan Project. I have to go. I love y'all. TravisJack777 at gmail.com if you'd like to communicate. TravisJack777 at gmail.com. This is all the time I paid for. I got to go. Love you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.